This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, we made a little bit of a hiatus last time, but um, we're going back to dealing with the others. We had spoken about Goyim, and now we can speak about Jews. There are many other Jews, and our, our relationship to them, and so on. Um, for many people leaving the yeshiva and uh, mixing in business um, socially, you know, you have a business partner, you have a co-worker who makes a bar mitzvah in a uh, conservative synagogue, um, he's being honored by some reform organization, um, social life, whereas we spoke about Goyim, the person has a certain sense of distance uh, amongst Jews, it's everybody is a fellow Jew, and um, and the question is, first of all, in our own mind, to try to get a sense of right and wrong, straight, narrow, etc. Um, also, um, what is it that we're against, especially in Zionism? It's a muddled picture. It's um, like anything that seems to be very emotional and very and touches a, a core value. It, the, the arguments tend to become extremely heated and emotional. And um, you know, and uh, conservative, conservative acts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do we deal with it internally? How do we relate to it? Is it, why should one express, or should one express oppositions? Why are we fighting? We Jews are so few. We should be having more actors in unity. What about the value of unity, and so on and so forth? Those are the issues we want to touch on. Um, for, to start. To, to, Stop. I think it's very important to bear two distinctions in mind. A distinction between um, movements and people. Reform Judaism is not the same as Reform Jew. It's not the same as the person. And, and it's very important to bear that in mind and to um, treat each one with the um, spectacles that are appropriate for each page one. Secondly, to distinguish between first generation and following generations in terms of attitude and so on. Let's um, start with something like reform and conservative. I do want to leave Zionism for later. We certainly won't be able to do it all today. But let's start with reform conservative. The, um, if we're to ask ourselves how do we deal with someone who's not keeping mitzvahs? The answer is, it depends. There's the hocher tocher aspect, there's the mekar of the person, so on and so forth. That's when we deal with the issue of not keeping mitzvahs. When a person espouses an ideology that carries it in itself um, seeds of, that are destructive, if a person if I convince people, if, if someone eats chaza le'te'ovo, he likes eating chaza, so he's doing it a very he's eating chaza. If he opens up a store that entices people to come in, it's, you know, it, it's limited in its damage, and it's an effect. If a person preaches that mitzvahs are not binding for whatever reason, then basically he's, he's creating ideas that very insidiously creep into the conscious 
of Klal Yisrael and wreak havoc. It, it's like a virus. It creeps in. It's sort of, um, you know, Dale's hash, bad hashkafos have always been um, been uh, dealt with strongly for the reason that every bad hashkafa carries many, many, many bad effects that are that come out from it. And you might even no- notice in the beginning. Um, there are some diseases, uh, I think, syphilis, if I remember correctly, from the books, um, where there's an initial stage of being ill, and then there's a stage where it seems normal and fine and no problem, and slowly um, it's eating away at nerves, and then, you know, 10, 20 years later, you see a skeleton of a person, uh, of, his, uh, of his brain, it's where, where the person is really, really um, gone. And the same thing happens with hashkafas. They affect us subconsciously, and they have a lot of ramifications. And if a person, for instance, if a person keeps poking fun at the Rabbanans and so on and so forth, then, you know, he's just making these comments. He doesn't mean anything. God's show we have to keep our keep. But ten years later, all of a sudden, it all just falls apart. It's like a termite eating up a wall. Um, because a person... He doesn't act every moment out of logic, but there's a general sense of things. And if, and, if, and if enough worms have eaten through, and it's hollow, and then he's faced with a particularly difficult rabbanon, he's going to say, I don't know, heck with it. Why, why do we do these things anyway? It's just rabbis came along and said some of these things, and uh, we don't need it, and so on and so forth. So, um, they are, ex- so false ideologies in a lot of ways, are a lot more dangerous. They insidiously destroy a person and then everything collapses. They also, um, they allow a person to feel good about what he's doing. Um, if a person if a person is a schmutz cup, or if a person is, likes filth, so he likes filth, so say, listen, this person is a lowlife. But if he's a, a, a First Amendment advocate, if he's doing this name freedom of speech, if he's showing society its faults, if he's tired of the hypocrisy, and, you know, if this is what you think deep inside, then splash out on the front headlines, then the person has managed to get himself attached to Tove in a perverted way, and that, and that becomes extremely dangerous as well. So it's not, I'm not a lowlife, I'm a champion of great American values. I, and and uh, and I could do the same with Torah. There. I could become a champion of Torah values, and then and then it then it, be, it gets it, it gets an unnatural life that it wouldn't have if it wasn't attached to it. So understanding the issues with hashkafas that are bad, wrong, is very important. And at some level, it was felt that one needed to meet it head on. Let's go to the to the first issue, which was variations in religion itself. Um, l- let's understand in a very sweeping way a lot of the issues that face us. In the a little bit in the 17th century, mostly in the 18th century, the world transformed into a place that was um, less religiously inclined and a lot more um, rationally inclined. Rationally, I, um, I guess depending how you defend the word rational, but people began to look 
instead of religion being the know-it-all, um, you know, a, a source of a, a revealed source of truth, religion started being put into the parameters of um, let's use the word science very loosely. The um, w you know people began to become a lot more secular and began to look at religion in terms of a cultural function of society. And the concept of the God and the revelation and the so on and so forth became soft-pedaled and a lot more kind of um, melded with the humanitarian approach. These are ideals of humanity that divinely inspired, they reach upwards, etc., etc., etc. In Judaism, there was a particular angle that um, people felt for good reasons, that they were outcasts, they, they were the rejects of society. Um, as long as the Goyim had uh, uh, had the feelings that Jews should not be part of that society, it was a moot point. I mean, the only thing around for you was the shtetl, your, 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 your kehillah, and that was your only place of expression. When um, things started becoming more liberal, more open, Jews all of a sudden felt they have hope, they can become part of society, they become normal, they become successful. They, they, um, everything could be open for them. But what hampers them is the payas, the tzitzis, the kapata, the, all the trappings that make them different and strange and so on. S yet, so there was a trend of assimilation, which was drop it all and become part and parcel of the goyim, and that's it. I mean, the, the, you know, uh, if, if the guy lets me into society, and I'm in Germany, and I'm in Poland, or I'm in France, or wherever it is, I can just drop all, all the baggage and become part of it. That was one solution to, to, to allow for... There were two problems with that solution. And again, I'm speaking very broadly, but, but I do think it, it, it's, if, you'll, if, if you look carefully, I don't, don't have the time to develop with specific peoples and so on, there was that was the most extreme quote unquote solution. Um, there were two there were two issues with that solution. One was the goyim were not keen on that, and uh, Jews found that try as they may, somewhere along the line, there would still be anti. He could look like a German or like a Frenchman or like an Englishman. He could dress like one. He could smell like one. He could eat like one. And yet, somewhere along the line, you're a Jew boy, and you know, and there were ups and downs, there were different kufis of more liberal, less liberal, but somewhere along the line people felt they will never be accepted, or m many people felt that way. And secondly, the idea of being a Jew is very, very, very deeply ingrained in the Jewish consciousness. It's something that is a, um, was bred in thousands of years, literally, Mesir Nefesh, belief in Hashem Echad, um, the 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 the, the um, sense of what Christianity had wrought, what Christians had wrought in the name of Christianity, and so on. So even psychologically, internally, it never was easy for a Jew to just drop it. Um, it, it you know, for most of the Jews, it was not the solution because of one of the two, of two reasons: either the Goyim were not thrilled. Uh, there were Jews that uh, that that shmat, and the numbers are higher than people were willing to admit. 
if anybody wants to read a profoundly harrowing account, um, there's a book. It's called, um, it's, it's translated by a woman named Wengrove. It's some sort of memoir. They have it at home. It's a woman in Russia. Her husband was a little bit of a chabatska. She herself came from a home where her father got up for her and wanted to learn. She married him. He was a banker, a successful banker. Um, and they went from being a Frum family to a Fire family. Uh, two very, very, I think it's called Remembrances. If I remember correctly, it's Remembrances. It was translated from Wengrove. It, it's worth reading to get a sense of the horrors of that kufa. Um, she, there's, she, there's a prayer that she says before she's making a kitchen trafe. To please forgive her, but she's she's tried so hard and she's resisted all the pressures and just can't anymore and so on and so forth. That's one shockingly moving uh, um, kind of statement. And then there's a second one when her son converted, her son Shmad, in order to get into medical school. There was nobody thinking about medical school. There was no other, and she also has a tefillah to forgive him, and she writes. How could anyone expect my son, who had so little positive, um, so little positive experiences and learnings, to, to 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 keep and not buckle under the pressures of that? And then, in her old age, she writes that she looks back and she really thinks the old ways are better, but they should have had more modernity. And whatever it is, it's, it's it's a it's a very but this was very common. This was this was I mean very common. There was there there was a lot more than one would like to admit. Um, but for most Jews, they began to realize it's not the solution. And they began to look for solutions that will allow them to satisfy their Jewishness, the, the, the conscious and consciousness of being Jewish, to provide a, a sort of brotherhood that will help each other and protect each other from the Goyim, that one can still call himself Jewish, and yet um, not have the shame and the barriers that they would have. Those were a lot of the underlying issues. It, it ex- in many ways, it, it also intellectually, he wanted to feel comfortable with what he was going to university and what he was practicing religion. One method was to reform the religion and to allow it to become both intellectually and practically compatible with what was going on. That was a very, very, um, uh, that created the reform movement. Now, the issues with reform and conservative movement, which came later, um, differed, well, differed in a different way. And so reform actually tried very hard to be as Christian-like as possible without Jesus, but Everything else would be, you know, the trappings and the structure would be very Christian-like. And conservative felt very strongly they they liked tradition, and they liked the traditional Jewish flavor, but depending on various degrees, um, um, did not um, pursue, you know, humorous, quote-unquote, like keeping Yisurim and stuff like that. That was downplayed very much. So the positive service aspect of it was emphasized. Um, it stuck to the traditional script as much as possible. Um, it, it, it had a body of scholarship 
close to, in other words, research on Jewish studies was a very core part of it, as opposed to reform, which, you know, it was minimal. That's not, that wasn't, the, that wasn't very important to it. To conservative movement, it was, and so on. One of the problems we're going to have, and, and I think it's absolutely unnecessary, is because when we define, to talk about reform conservatism, um, like how do you define it, like everybody's looking for the Shaharach, and part of the problem is there is no Shaharach, so conservative can range from being almost from to almost reform or more reform, and can call itself conservative is what conservative people want it to be, and so on. So let's it, and the truth is, for us, neither make a difference, and we'll see why. If we w- now, there are differences between Orthodox Jews as well. When do we define differences as elu velu divrakim chayim? When do we say, listen, maybe they're doing something wrong, but nobody's perfect, and I'm probably doing things that are wrong also? And when do we say out? And the answer is simple: um, the set of principles that it's built on. So, let's, without going into, let's, let's, if we believe in God in a very real way, the essence of, you know, the infinite um, perfection will, with a will, not not just an, um, a, a picture, but a, a real being, and Torah meaning the halachic structure A is binding, it's the morally binding on me, and the integrity of the halachic structure the way we have it. As long as those two pieces are in place, then the ideology is compatible. It, it may be right, yes? Once you bump into conservative people, you say, yeah, we do all those things. Well, um, they, I, I, I mean, at the point, if if a person believes it's binding, and he has he thinks though that today we can go and be mad to something, as, as long as there's room for an honest mistake, then he's probably a mime. You you get it's a very fringe today, very very fringe element in conservative movement that is like that. Most um, most uh, people, uh, it's just meaningless. The, the general, again, well, the problem is, like I said before, I, ca- I can't refer to any svarim. I mean, I do have uh, one or two publications, but it, it's absolutely meaningless because that's not a shoharov either. It, it, it's, it's looking with orthodox eyes and sort of movement. The general feeling is Judaism contains itself many truths, but those truths are kind of nebulous, poetic truths. It's not, um, you know, how many black dots on an esrit, possibly esrit type of thing. It's traditionally actually should be clean and beautiful because it presents beauty. That's it. Uh, two dots on top, two dots on the bottom. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't make a difference, and it's not. It, it's not the type of attitude. So as long as those pieces are in generally in, in place, then it's part of that common structure. We may argue within that structure and say that you're wrong about this heter, or you're wrong about this chumra, and the other person. And we may say he's wrong intellectually. We may say emotionally he's a kaldasi trying hard to get out of mitzvahs, or he's, got, he's neurotic and he's trying to, to take on mitzvahs. That's fine, but, it, but it's within the pale of the emes that we consider emes. The minute you take out that str- foundation, if there is no absolute term in the Shemayim, 
then, cons then let's say conservative Judaism means nothing. It means whatever conservative congregations want it to be, whatever conservative rabbis want it to be. They tend to want it to be whatever is fashionable at the time to a certain group of people, same way that like reform does. You basically not only have defined it, the honest truth is, you've not only defined it out of um, a, a Orthodox Judaism, but the truth is, in a real sense, you've defined it out of religion. In the sense that religion, philosophy is the truth and goodness as perceived by humans, religion is as perceived by God and revealed to humans. That's the borderline to do. If, if, if it's what I understand that at the end of the day is Kovea, then it's a philosophy. Um, if it's something that is revealed and imposed upon me, then it's a religion. So, basically, even if the person keeps 99% of the mitzvahs, but the basis of it is w because we've spent so many thousands of years doing this, it just is steeped with tradition and beauty, and we have to hold on to it. That sounds beautiful, but it's built on a um, it, 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 it's built on quicksand. Um, there's a Gemara in Balbasra that describes um, people going in a boat and they landed on a big fish that looked like an island. They built things on it and they built a fire, and then the fish started quivering and everything just flew off. It, um, the, 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 you know, it's built on. It, 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 there's no bedrock on that. So today we think we feel tradition is very good. The congregation voted, and they feel innovation is good. And there's no way to apply the law to them. There's no way to apply though, because the law is not absolute. And um, it's like U.S. law. U.S. law is what the people in America feel is right. Uh, they can do it through representation, they can do it through a town hall meeting, they can do it through different ways. But at the end of the day, there's nothing absolute about it. So the big split is not the practices or lack of practices. Um, if a person comes to a shul driving on Shabbos, if, if the attitude is one is not allowed to drive on Shabbos, but it takes a long time for a person to get to Shemir Shabbos, then that's within the pale of um, what's orthodoxy. If a person drives to Shul Shabbos and the attitude is um, better they should drive in the Shul to Shabbos because at least they have some aspects of Judaism, that is wrong. Um, that's part of, uh, of, of a, a, you know, you've voted yourself, you've removed yourself from that pale of, um, of Emmis. So the big, the big. So if we ask ourselves, what's wrong conserving reform, or anything? How do we distinguish between very modern orthodox to very right-wing conservative? Um, you know, again, particular people are, are different. But the end of the day is, is there something definite that Im that has the right and has in fact imposed itself on me or not? If the answer is yes, then we have religion. And if you hold it's Moshe Rabbeinu with Torah from Kodesh Baruch it's Jewish religion. And there's room for a lot of back and forth. If the answer is no, then no matter what you're doing and so on, um, the Ramam speaks about keeping Zion Zenoach because Moshe Rabbeinu is Mitzvah. Because if not, then the person is not keeping it Beteras right and wrong. He's keeping it because he likes it. Because it's good. Because it's, it's fine. That is the basic... That's, I guess, the core... Um, line that we draw between reform and conservative. 
Now, what is our attitude towards the movement, towards the people, and so on? This is a very tough one for a few reasons. Because, like we said before, you have to distinguish between the, the um, first, uh, be, between the ideology and the people. The ideology is wrong, dead wrong. It also in, is, is destructive. It's destroyed Kalal Yisrael and what it stands for um, because Kalal Yisrael stands for Chesed and for goodness and for Emes. It stands for a thousand more things. At the end of the day, it stands for Hashem and Terase. That's the core of it all. And, and to take any of the resultant values and to make them, it's like, it's like when you, the difference between a tree that's growing and a tree that you've cut off. As soon as you cut off a tree, the tree no longer is. It doesn't make a difference that it's beautiful and full of flowers and everything's good. It's dead. It's a dead tree because the tree is no longer, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's dried out, it's gone, and that's it. There's nothing to the tree that is um, that is a tree anymore. If you have a small, thin little um, tree, but it's attached and it's rooted to the ground, then we still have room to call it a tree, and 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 uh, and, and that's that. So we need to understand, as far as the movement goes and the ideology of it goes, we hold it to be absolutely wrong, and so on. Now, the people. Especially, and there were this com- this two points combined, especially since they are um, very, very, a lot of people are very good people. They, they mean well, they do well, they care, and many of them have, and, and especially the people in this generation have, and many generations, have been born that way, they know no better, and the, the conservative form is an expression to them of their um, goodness, their tzaratov. Uh, 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 I mean, it is not common for people to go every Shabbos to shul in, in, in reform and conservative movement. And a person who does do it is genuinely doing something that is that is positive. Um, we may understand to be wrong, but understand the person. Most people who have any connection with Judaism, it's coming from a tzaratov. Um, and, and, and you are stuck. You have leaders today of the Reform Service Movement that are fine people, good human beings. You have many that are not, but you have many that are. And, uh, you know, this is what they grew up with, this is what they have. And one, one is going to struggle between understanding the... Pr- it, it, a person can be... A person needs to be honest. I can say this is a very good person a person who cares, a person sincere. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the goods that he's delivering are terrible. It's not his fault, but I want to distinguish the two. Um, there was also a very important um, difference, distinction, between the, um, uh, the, the first generations and th- this now. And, and let's explain this difference. A once upon a time, um, there was a tremendous um, there was a tremendous battle over the future of Orthodox Judaism. Once upon a time I'm talking about, uh, I can still remember it vaguely, um, like in the 50s. Um, I can't remember that, but, but uh, sort of 
as it comes as it was coming to the 60s everything was going downhill and the worst problem was conservative Judaism was perceived as a modern variation of orthodoxy because it was coming as an opposition to reform because many synagogues kind of just lowered the mechitza and so on the the um, they introduced one or two changes it was seen as a but the ever type of okay Judaism and there was a very strong need to delineate the difference and to say this is not it and that's why there were a lot of strong there was a lot of um, opposition to participating in any way anything whatsoever you make it very clear that this is not Judaism. They are Jews, but it's not Judaism. And and, and, and <coughs> there's a very powerful need to do that. Today, two things. First of all, the distinction is clear. I don't think anyone today actually, you know, and again, always at the edges, you always get a, um, you, you always get a type of, uh, uh, you know, uh, overlapping kind of, but, but in, as movements go, each one has its own place and it's clearly dif- d- divided. Secondly, um, there's also a, um, you know, it's, uh, the lines are not blurred and we're not fighting for our lives anymore. Um, the idea of teaching in a conservative palmatora and so on and so forth, at one time it would have seen, it would have been seen as recognition of um, as as a tacit recognition of the legitimacy, but today it's it's not seen as that anymore, and therefore it has a lot of potential for Kirov. In the old days, the damage of an implied recognition, where people would say, "Yeah, you know, there's, there's a Rebbe in Tervidas in the morning and in and and in Har Shalom in the afternoon," um, would have would have in many people's minds said it's kind of two versions of the same. And, and that's why there was a very strong, a generation after ago, there was a very strong kudarim about the participation and so on. And it's, it, it, you know, in these other halachas that are very specific, each, each place, each setting, each situation is different, but I'm explaining why there is a difference even in terms of that. How to deal with um, working together on issues so um, the, the the more Haredi wing um, was against any connections whatsoever and they were Mimayat participation federations and like that because there was a tacit understanding that there are three legitimate four legitimate branches of Judaism and we work together as four branches um, Rav Salvechik uh, made a very clear distinction. He was very against um, religious association. So, for instance, a board of rabbis, which was common in many in many communities, um, where you would have a board of rabbis from all denominations. Um, that of Salvechik was very sharply against, for 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 the reason that the fact that you're recognizing it as a as a rabbinic entity is, is a legitimacy for its religious aspects but working together on social programs 
such as old age homes, nursing homes, etc., etc., and he was for it. He felt, as Jews, we work together, um, as, re- as religious beliefs, there's a very sharp division. And that did become a very sharp thing about belonging to board of rabbis and things like that. Um, it still is actually an issue in some places, but most places, again, it sorted itself out. Most attacks of money don't belong, not expected to belong, and so on. Um, and uh, the idea of joining with conservative reform congregations, so it's one thing a person goes to teach in a Talmud Torah um, that's conservative reform, we understand that at least there's a hashpah, even if you can't, even if you're not free to teach everything that you wanted to teach, but that's a hashpah that there's somebody there with a yarmulke who says, yes, I happen to keep all the mitzvahs they were, you ask your rabbi what to do, and so on, I, there's positive value to it. For congregations to have mixed programs, such as, you know, learning together, um, where the implication is we're equals, you have what to teach us, we have what to teach you, in a certain sense, if you're intellectually honest, then you basically are, um, you've chopped down the tree that you're sitting on. If, if you believe that Judaism is about what you think it to be, then everybody has what to offer. Just like art, everybody has what to offer in art and music. Even if I don't like that other music, but there's a reason why some people like that music. In science, it, the truth may be here or there, but it's not everywhere. It, 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 you know, it doesn't. It's not in two places. It's in one place. You may not know. There's no such thing as for people who believe Torah is minashemayim to l- have what to learn from people who believe Torah is not minashemayim. Um, that is absolutely fundamentally wrong, and that's why on a congregational level, no. On a personal level, lefia inyan, yes. Um, and also uh, uh, understanding that even though the first generation had a certain element of lahachis, the first generation knew better and turned against it, and that's why the attitude was um, that there is shame. Today, people have—it's been many, many generations—and the general attitude is the chinachinishpus. If a person grows up where it's clear that there's no term in the Shemayim, that God is a, a, a sort of a poetic metaphor for all that is good in the Bria, and he's, he's, he's as, you know, he exists like Santa Claus exists, then, then um, you can't fault a person as a Russia. He's wrong, and, and you know, in, in the one may say he's wrong, but he's not a Russia. This way he's brought up, and, you know, it, it's, it's very hard to get out from what one's brought up. There's one more issue. I guess in in understanding and in terms of shkaf on informal serving, the argument may be made that for many people they were able to hold on to it, and this kept their Judaism going. Um, many people who end up in tshuva movements um, end up because of um, they belong to some conservative group. They, they, they got Hebrew education, they, they got some values there, and then they started asking questions and ended up going to from places. Quite a few of the people who um, ended up becoming from had been active in conservative movement in some way or other. Um, isn't that a riot that it's better than nothing? Um, same with reform. So reform today, we, once upon a time, we, we kind of, the attitude was it, it helped stem assimilation because at least they belong to Jews, meet other Jews, Today, that's obviously <laughs> that that doesn't exist anymore. They they basically are wide open, but still 
some people hold on to it, and there is a way to meet other Jewish people, and they do contribute money to good causes and so on. You know, so, so the question is, is that right? Is that not right? And there are two points to remember about it. One is um, a marshal, Chavot Chaim gave a marshal that somebody was once um, driving in the cold snow, and he, driving means in an open uh, cart, and <coughs> he got frostbitten, and then they, and then, see, so in the old days, rubbing it with snow was considered to be the, um, the, uh, the way to rewarm the frostbitten limb. Uh, I think today you're not supposed to do it, but, uh, but in those days that was what was done with, so he took, took snow, he rubbed it, and life came back to it. And he said, boy, I have so much across that over to the snow, because if not for the snow, how would I have been able to get rid of frostbite? And someone told me, you fool, without the snow, you never would have been frostbitten in the first place. One may say that uh, reform conservative or vehicles for stripping cholesterol of their core values, so they're holding on. It's like when you push somebody out a window and then you hold on to his foot. Um, do you have a carisatovtiv holding on to you? Um, yeah, but you bear in mind that you you don't want to push him out the window. So one attitude is they're responsible for the ability for cholesterol to unravel, and therefore we should know them carisatovtiv the little they do to stem it. There's a second attitude, which which is speaks dearly to me. It's a Rambam at the end of Ruchas Malachim. It's not in the standard Rambam. It's been uh, censored out. Rambam speaks about Christianity. And the Rambam says, Yodayam, I think Yodayam Achshavah's his name is, uh, we don't, he, he, he speaks very powerfully. He says, we don't understand everything. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu has brought Christianity and Islam into the world to help pave the way for the Melech HaMashiach. Um, he, he, um, it's in the Frankel Rambams. It's not, I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. It's not, I was looking for the old Rambam. It's not, I, I couldn't find it there. But uh, he says it in, um, that the, the Akadosh Baruch who knows what he's doing, his Machshavas are beyond our Machshavas. And the point he says is that the Akadosh Baruch who sent Christianity and Islam to pave the way for Melech HaMashiach. Because the idea of a single God, and the, uh, even in the sort of corrupt version that the Christians have, the idea of a Bible coming in the the idea of laws from God imposed in humanity, were brought into the world, and Christianity and Islam has spread it to the whole world. So that when the Melech HaMashiach comes, um, he will, there'll be fertile ground for the Emes to sprout from. That's what the Rabbi says. Yes, because this might be our topic, but I mean, why couldn't we as Jews have done that? We just failed in the mitzvah, so Hashem had to um, Christianity. No, I, I, I think I, I heard from Yaakov Weinberg once a very, very good explanation about it. He said the concept of a, a Jews brought monotheism into the world, and the idea of a God that is invisible, impalpable that you can't really say much about, except that he is, was too difficult for, Ovdev, for many Ovdev Azaras and Goyim to comprehend. Christianity took a step back. It gave him a body. It gave him a kind of, he, he, he is, suffers, he's young, 
and you know it is, is bleeding it, 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 by making it somewhat or completely corporal it, it made it palatable for people so he said so Christianity was a step back it, it, it took enough from a Vodazara to make it so the people there's only one God but yes but this God is kind of you know my suffering sibling kind of and what is Islam coming to picture? There? I think Islam has a, a their sense of, of, of religion is a lot more physical. True, their sense of God is invisible, but everything else is graphic, whether it's Olam Haba or, or Gehenim or, or whatever it is. I, I don't, you know, that, but, but it's, it, it was a good point. But at any rate, and that's what Ram says. Ram says, I don't understand, we don't understand why all the wise, but there's a plan to it. Now, using that Rambam doesn't mean that I'm going around with a pushka collected from my local diocese. I, I distinguish between what am I supposed to do, and where's the Kachpacha coming from? Um, my job is to say the Emmis and to tell people that Reform and Conservative are wrong. They're not wrong on details, they're wrong at the core essence. Is it a vehicle for holding on to people? Very possibly. But uh, I, I, there was a fellow in, in Orsameach, he was a guest by us many times, and once I got around to ask him how he got to uh, he told me actually he was Christian and then I, and then I kind of looked a little shocked and said well no I'm Jewish but I had converted to Christianity for two years in college and then I became Jewish again and I was stunned I said why what when well he said he went to Berkeley University and he was doing engineering I think and in his second or third year in college he began to become very he began to recognize that there must be a creator in the world and I quote him, I knew that we as Jews don't believe in that. So I looked for a religion that would be closest home that believed in a God and a creator. And he found Christianity. Um, I asked him, why did you leave after years? He said, you know, there were very nice people, the, the Christians, very sweet people. But he said they were simpletons. And I, I just, I, I couldn't bear a, a religion that was just built on, on very simple people and supply ideas. That was, that, that was his description of it. So now, Christianity was for him a vehicle to get to Yiddishkeit. But, you know, that's Hashem's way of doing it. Um, there's, a, there's a concept in Kabbalah language that sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Panim Al-Panim and sometimes Ocher Al-Panim, Ocher Al-Ocher. It's like Muslim Adav If, when you give somebody staka or food or whatever it is, face to face, you reach out to him. You want the person. Here it is. Come in. Sometimes you have to give, but you don't want anything to do with it because you don't like the person. So you, so you sort of throw it behind, like you don't look at the person, just toss him a sandwich and say, here's a sandwich, eat and leave me alone. Unfortunately, we have an hugger where a lot of things, a lot of our necessities come through these things. Um, it's, it's a tragedy, but, but that's the way it is. So it might, a case might be made that a conservative uh, center might be beneficial to holding out the community even reform, um, but it doesn't, so we recognize those as the drachen that Hashem functions in, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows why it has to do it that way. We have to go with the Emmas. So bottom line is, um, when we come in contact with conservative reform and so on people, and again, I don't, I'm not passing, I think people need to have a rub that they can ask these shilas, because there's no hard and fair shoharuch, a tshuva from 50 years ago may not apply today. A situation in Muncie may not apply, may not apply in Burlington, Vermont. Um, the, um, I know a Rav 
who had a situation where he needed to associate with reform and conservative for a certain issue. The Rav is a very chashev person, and he went to ask the stipler. Um, the stipler told him, don't ask me that Shiloh, don't ask it in Yerushalayim, and not even Brooklyn, because your town is not Nebrak, it's not Yerushalayim, and it's not even Brooklyn, it's your town. You need to make that decision. You're an Erlich person, you have the responsibility for the town, you have to make that decision. Those decisions are very individual, a person needs to have an Adam, a, a, a person that he can ask a child like that. Um, but in the Klal, I don't, not, I'm not, the Klal is, um, we recognize those movements as being inherently false. It's not a question of doing more mitzvahs, less mitzvahs, but it's built on a sowed that is Sheker. We, um, we understand that the people who founded it, who started it, we can label as being Rishayim. The people who are Mamshich, we shy away from that because that's the attitude they grew up with. And, you know, like the says, but Minim. We, in our relationship on a personal level, we can recognize the very, very good people. Uh, some, you know, some yes, some not, but the, the goodness in a person, they mean, they mean, mean extremely well in their moral or religious behavior. Um, we keep, for instance, going to some sort of function in a conservative reform um, center that is, that is a not religious function, more makele, to daven with a minion, to daven those places, um, no, because it's a tacit recognition of basically this is another form of davening, much, much better than yechidus, um, not, a, not a question in my mind. Sometimes there are family issues. You, you're going to, the whole family is going to go crazy if you don't come to the bar mitzvah. Fine. That's the type of thing you need to discuss with the Adam Chashev that knows you, knows the family situation. Thank you, Machria. I've told people, again, every case is different. But to dab Michidus and to come there for the ceremony, you know, th- th- there are different ways, but certainly the line is very sharp between anything that will recognize their religious functions as valid versus them as people, versus Jews, versus communal needs, and so on. Um, each, each place has its own Mardas, each place has its own Mitzvahs, and everyone has to function on his own. We can look and honestly say that it has helped in, in some cases. I, I don't believe in denying the truth, but the fact that it's helped in some cases doesn't validate it. A, they may have caused the problems, and B, um, Akkadosh Baruch Hu has his way of doing things and we, our job is to stick with the MS. Okay.